Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So this show is for you if you're looking to promote your pet business online in a way that feels good, feels right and can even be something that you really enjoy. I'm Rachel Spencer and I help people working with animals in lots of different capacities from product makers to service providers and people who are B2B businesses and support people in the pet industry as well let go of the things they feel like they should be doing and focus on the things that they want to do when it comes to putting your business out there. And I think if you're doing things in your own way, in a way where you feel comfortable talking about the work that you do, that's going to mean that you reach more people and make more of an impact. And in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about like what this podcast is all about. So I'm going to be talking about content for your pet business. I'm going to be talking about getting comfortable with creating content and talking about what you do, then getting confident with creating content and talking about what you do, and then being consistent as well. And I will also talk about a way that I can help you with all of those things if you decide that you would like to come along and work with me. So let's talk about content in the first place and like why do we do this content stuff? So I'm talking about this really because I had um, a brilliant guest on the podcast last week, Natasha Courtney Smith, and she is like a real powerhouse when it comes to all things online marketing. Um, she runs a digital agency and she's just, yeah, just incredible. And she shared loads of really fascinating things in there. Um, but one of the things that we she talked about a lot was video and how marketing is changing. And it led to a few conversations that I've had with people about, you know, what happens when, when things change and you might need to do things differently. We might feel that you, um, you know, there's a certain way that you want to promote your pet business, but you feel like maybe you do want to do more video or you do want to kind of embrace change a little bit um, and change things up a little bit because I think that's a good thing as well. So that's why I wanted to record this episode and why specifically I wanted to talk about getting comfortable with things and getting confident with things. So that's what I'm going to be um, going into in a little bit more detail. But let's just talk about content in the first place and why we do this. Like, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that I'm, you know, I'm no spring chicken. I'm 47 at the time of recording this podcast. And, you know, for many, many years, we did, you know, I ran a business, I ran a small business where I didn't need to do any content marketing. People, you know, would just ring me up and give me work. And there was that brilliant word of mouth. Um, I would pitch ideas. I would go and approach people to see if they wanted me to work for them. I didn't have to do any of this stuff. But, you know, the world's changed, hasn't it? And we have, yes, we have the you know, we have the added task of creating content and marketing our businesses with social media and online. But with that also comes opportunity as well. And we can reach people all over the world who we might not ordinarily have reached. So let's look at the positives here. Yes, it is extra work for us, but it is, you know, it does present so many opportunities for us as well, doesn't it? So when it comes to content, there's lots of different ways that people approach this. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about like how I approach it um, and then talk a little bit about like you know how you can think about this as a pet business owner as well the way I approach content marketing is a way that's described as like attraction marketing so what I seek to do is to attract clients and people who might want to work with me by creating valuable content that valuable content comes in the form of this podcast and the written posts that go with it. I also write blog posts as well on my website. I have um, a Facebook group where I share content. I obviously share on social media. I've got a weekly newsletter where I try and share really useful stuff. So reports that have been carried out into the pet industry, um, awards that you can go and apply to, um, content inspiration, studies that have been that have been carried out into um, you know spending on pets, that kind of thing. That's the kind of thing I try to share with my newsletter. So it's valuable, useful content that 
that readers can go and do something with or learn from. And by doing that, I seek to build relationships um, and build trust and show my expertise. Another thing that I have as well um, is I've got a Facebook community and I share content in there and I have conversations and people can ask questions and I try and support people as best I can in there. So again, that is that would be considered to be attraction marketing as well. Um, other ways that you can use attraction marketing really, again, where you are attracting clients by creating valuable content to build that trust and to show that expertise um, would be, you know, having a, a vlog or a YouTube channel, um, having a community of your own, but also going into other people's communities and being helpful in there. Let's say, for example, you're a dog trainer and there is a dog owners group in your area. You can be a part of that community. And when people are asking questions or looking for support or looking for advice, you can be popping in there and sharing, um, you know, sharing advice with them or sharing your insights. Other things that you can do is create free resources such as downloads, videos, um, challenges. At the moment, a lot of my clients who I work with are creating really great things around Christmas. So I've been in my um, in my paid community in the Pets Get Visible group. Um, we have been working on a Christmas, Christmas content crack guide. You can go and buy that as well. I'll link to it in the show notes. But inside of that, there are loads of different content ideas for things that you can be doing to you know, engage your community to show your expertise, to build that trust. Um, so like one of the ladies, for example, Lindsay Hampshire, she's doing a brilliant um, Christmas advent calendar where she's sharing really great information all the way through um, all the way through December and really demonstrating her expertise as well. So all of that is a free resource, but it's really helping build trust in Lindsay and demonstrating that, you know, she is the person, you know, to help you if you've got a puppy or a dog in the area where she serves her clients. Um, other examples will be client stories where you're showing how you've helped, you're showing transformations, you're showing the way that you support people. Um, and all of these things that we do, all of this content that we create is so we don't feel, I mean, the reason why I do it is so I don't feel like I need to sell so much. I do sell, obviously. I will share posts where I'm selling um, and telling people how they can work with me or telling people how they can buy my thing. Um, but the idea is, is that I create that consistent content. So the people who see it, people who find me, know that when they need the thing that I have to offer, which is either coaching or my Pets Get Visible membership or support with getting press coverage, they know I'm there. They know they can come to me. So that's what content is all about, really. And, you know, from your perspective, you know, the other thing that, that we want to consider with our content is, you know, people are looking for your product or service and they find you online. What you want to happen is that when they discover you and they check you out, they can see what you're all about and they can decide whether you're right for them. And if we don't have that content there, then, you know, we're just looking at a blank Facebook page or Instagram page or website that doesn't have very much information on. Basically, what we want people to do is land on your website, see what you're all about and think, yeah, this is a person to help me with my pet or actually to think, oh, no they sound awful I want to go and work with somebody who you know uses prom collars and you know they're obviously not going to be for you are they so that's why we do all of this stuff why we put all of our time and energy into content marketing and and it is a real gift isn't it you know for people to be able to put a question into a search engine and then find you I think is just absolutely amazing as somebody who is as I said earlier 47 and you know when I used to want to find a dog trainer I'd go in the yellow pages it's completely different now, isn't it? It's a completely different world. And that Yellow Pages advert didn't tell me anything about that dog trainer. I went to see an aversive trainer like 15 years ago um, and had a really bad experience. If I'd have been able to find that man's website, 
I would straight away have known this is not the person I want to try and train my dog to have a strong recall. I would have gone and found somebody else. So it is an amazing opportunity that we have. So, you know, your content will show off your product, your service. It will show off you. It will show off your values. It will show the impact that you have and it will show the con- the transformation that you create as well. So think about all of these different ways that we can use our content. And then the other thing to consider as well is, again, I had a conversation um, at a recent event that I was at where um, I was chatting to a lady and she was saying, you know, content takes time. And, and also when you're putting content out into the world, it, you can feel quite vulnerable, can't you? You can worry about being judged. You can worry about what other people in your industry or profession might say or think. But actually, if we're not putting that content out there, then, you know, first of all, how do people know that we're there in the first place? And then secondly, how do they know, you know, whether to make that decision to to buy from us? And But also putting your content out there is showing your expertise as well. So it is really important. One line um, that Natasha came out with last week, and I will link to her episode because it was just fa- fascinating and I would love for you to listen if you haven't already, is um, we were talking about, she was talking about video specifically, but she was talking about like the content cauldron. And that's what, you know, that's what it is, isn't it? We've got this big bubbling cauldron of content and everybody's chucking stuff in there. And, you know, we have to throw our leg of lamb or whatever it is that we want to throw into this cauldron. That's the word that she used. To be, to you know, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? Um, so yeah, as I've said, I've used the aversive dog trainer example um, already. But if we think about, you know, there are a lot of aversive dog trainers out there at the moment, and it's really quite scary. And I think if you are a force-free trainer and you train with kind ethical, you know, processes and systems, you, the, it's really important for you to be putting your content out there because you want to dilute that message. We've got lots of noise from these you know these bullish um you know billy big balls trainers however you want to look at them um you we want to dilute that message don't we and we really want people who are searching for support to know that that there is a different way to do this stuff so as i've said over and over the main thing is that when people find you they can figure out via your content whether you are right or not for them um and i think that's really important um and another thing I do want to say here when we're talking about content in general um, and why it's you know why we have why we create it in the first place is um if you're a new business please don't worry um you you know you've just got to start somewhere I remember when I first started my pet blog and I had obviously you know it's a brand new website I didn't have anything on there I just started you know I went I actually went away to um, an Airbnb and I wrote I think I wrote 12 posts over the course of a weekend which is obviously easier for me because I'm a writer anyway um, but I put all of that out there. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you're new. You just have to start, you know, even if you've got a website that's only got one piece of content on there, it's okay. You know, you're going to build that up. You're going to chip away at it. Um, again, I'm talking about, I've talked a lot about websites here, but, you know, all of this applies to social media as well. I just, you know, think about having a website where you've got that hub of information. But again, the same applies for your social media. If you are, a, you know, you've just started a new pet brand and you've got, a, you know, you've got a Facebook page or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, even if you've only got one post on there, we've all got to start somewhere. You're just going to build that up as well, aren't you? Um, one thing I do want to mention on here is um, being relaxed and um, having a very relaxed approach and a kind approach to you when it comes to your content as well. Um, I see a lot about content pillars um, and I've followed content pillars over the years. And 
now I take a much more um, loose approach to my content. So content pillars are, you know, when you might share a testimonial on a Tuesday, you might share an opinion on a Wednesday, you might share a um, call to action on a Thursday, you know, you have this strict thing that you follow. And sometimes I, you know, I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think particularly when you're starting out, it's like when you start riding a bike, isn't it? Having some stabilizers will get you going. Um, And when content can feel overwhelming and you're not sure where to go or what to do, things like content pillars, also, you know, awareness days can be really, really good. They're like stabilizers, aren't they? Because they're a prompt to get you going in the first place. But I do believe in taking a more relaxed approach um, when it comes to sharing content. So you don't feel like you're penned in to sharing those particular things at a particular time yes absolutely share your client stories share your free resources share maybe a facebook group that you um, that you run Um, you know tell people about that tell people about how they can learn more from you or or you know work more closely with you share your you know your newsletter link share your how to work with you share your um, you know what classes are available this week share your new products um do all of those things, but I just think take a more relaxed approach, and then you know that is going to help you be more, um, feel more comfortable and confident, and also to put more content out there. My um, approach to content really is to, you know, think like a journalist, share stuff that interests you, share stuff that gives an insight into your world, share stuff you think your people are going to be interested in. I'm going to link in the show notes for this episode to some really. Um, great content creators that I've interviewed over the years who I think will inspire you um but yeah share content that you think your people are going to be interested in so I'm sitting there recording this podcast at the moment in the holiday cottage that I've got I've got a holiday cottage in Robin's Bay called Sunnyside Cottage one of the things I do is I have got like if you look at my I haven't got a website for it because we've got a cottage company that looks after us um and does the bookings and all of that for us um but on social media like if you have a look at my content on social media, like on mainly Instagram and Facebook, there's definitely no content pillars on there. Like I will literally just have an idea and then create something and, and just put it out there. One thing that I do do is I look at, um, you know, just I'm always thinking about what are people who are thinking about going on holiday to Robin Hood's Bay or who love Robin Hood's Bay or who love dog friendly holidays. What kind of things are they going to be interested in? Like, I guess if I was going to be strict about content pillars, like one thing that I do talk about is just the area. So I have Google Alerts set up so I get news um, updates. So if Robin Hood's Bay is ever in the news and I think, oh, that's great, I'm going to share that, I'll go and create some content around it. So for example, like yesterday, it was take a hike day. I'm recording this on the 18th of November and on the 17th was take a hike day. And I had something in my little folder um, about the best walks in the UK and Robin Hood's Bay was um, in this top 10 best walks. So I use that for take a hike day. Now you could call that a content pillar or you could call that me just thinking like a journalist um, and using things that come up in the news and then turning them into content. And you can do that as well. I like one person who does this, sorry, Aileen, I'm always going on about you. I know you don't mind. Well, I hope you don't mind. But anyway, it's because you're brilliant. Um, one person who does this really well is uh, Aileen Stevenson. I'll link to her episode in the show notes. Um, and she basically just kind of looks over her diary at the clients who she was working with at the end of the week. And then she creates content from from the takeaways that she's she's learned, from the challenges that her clients have had, from the things that the dogs have done, from the things that she's learned with her own dog, because she knows that that's what, that's what her people are going to be interested in. So it can be that simple. So just think about, you, you know, your audience and what they're going to want. Um, 
and give give them that. Like it can be really, really simple. Another um, thing to consider as well with content creation is, you know, do show your expertise, do show your authority. Do not be shy about talking about your, um, you know, the, the work that you do to, um, you know, to for your personal development. That might be that you've just gone and, you know, been on a coaching course or you've gone and learned about a particular skill or a particular training technique or you've invested in a new sewing machine or you found some brilliant new fabric or you found a new supplier. All of these things, you know, you can share with your people. Like I'm going to be sharing this weekend, me putting up the Christmas decorations. That's not saying come and buy a week at my holiday cottage. It's just showing my passion. It's showing like why I want to make this cottage so special and make people feel special. Um, another thing I would chuck into this, um, you know, my thoughts on content would be to try and make people feel something positive. Um, so if you're talking about if you're talking about training, for example, or let's say you're talking about leads, let's say you're talking about like flexi leads, which come up quite a lot. If you're talking about like why you shouldn't use a flexi lead, try to do it in a in a kind and gentle way so people don't feel guilt or shame about using them. Um, because you know we want people to feel good we want people to feel positive we don't want people to feel like they've been a total idiot reading your content do we so you want you know you want people to feel good um and as i've talked about earlier like i've mentioned websites i've mentioned social media um i listened to a really really fascinating podcast actually um this week um with robin kennedy from email marketing heroes and it was with this fantastic weight loss lady and she was talking about her website being the main place where people go and find out about her and go and sign up for her program so obviously website is really important i'll link to that episode in the show and so i think you'll find it really inspiring but content doesn't all have to be about social media either it can be word of mouth it can be um you know where people are just talking about you obviously it can be print uh, one of my one of my clients sandra from happy pup i'll link to her episode in the show notes she creates um a printed newsletter and she creates um material for local pet shops as well and cafes people discover her that way um it can be networking so you're creating content for networking that might be you know you talking about what you've been doing that week I've got another brilliant episode with Hayley Hilton Hayley's a massage therapist and she talked about networking and how she you know that's that's her content and she also gets content from networking and it can also be PR as well so one of the things I've done with this cottage is I've got some press coverage and that's been amazing for bringing in bookings so I've had press coverage I've worked with bloggers and influencers as well so content doesn't just have to be you know what you're banging out on social media so for the next part of this episode I am going to talk about um, getting comfortable with your content hopefully you can't hear too much rustling of papers here um, but you know this being comfortable with putting yourself out there is a really really important thing isn't it and even the powerhouse that is Natasha Courtney Smith who you know who's you know an amazing content creator and entrepreneur and you know speaker and all of those things in this in the episode you know she talked about how she worries about what people think and she worries about what people say and how she's had to let go of what people think and what people say and what she looks like because she needs to you know put her content out there and just not care so much and um, there was a brilliant um you know quote that she gave me and I'll, I'll link to it on instagram where she just said you know i've just let go of caring about whether I've got makeup on or not I just need to get those I need to get those videos done I need to get them out there another thing that she said in the episode which um Debbie um 
Debbie Humphreys, a wonderful lady from Red Hound for Dogs, who, again, is another brilliant content creator, picked up on, where she said that she, Natasha, as a content expert, said that she she sees that video people will be searching on vertical videos for answers to their questions, and in the future, that could replace Google. Now, Debbie picked up on this, and she was like, oh, my gosh, what if that happens? Um, and, you know, she was talking, she was asking her community about you know how to embrace this and how to actually make video easy for herself and it was really interesting I'll link to her Instagram post because people came back with really brilliant suggestions um but it was about a lot of it was about you know letting go of letting go of the need for perfection um so that I thought that was really really interesting and with video it's about getting comfortable with it I think Patch is sat next to me I don't know if you can hear him he's asleep but he's making a few little woofing noises i'm going to leave those in because they're quite cute so going back to video and i will also link to debbie's interview because she's a brilliant brilliant content creator and she shares loads of really good insights about what can content has worked for her over the years and her main platform is instagram um, she also uses pinterest and she's got a great newsletter as well um but going back to feeling comfortable um with your content you know this does take time um you know i've talked about the you know Natasha talking about video um, and how she's let go of thinking it needs to be perfect when I um, first started working with small businesses what like this is going back probably about eight years ago I'd been a journalist for you know I'm still a journalist I've been a journalist since 1999 and I was always um, you know I'd always get commissions or I'd always pitch story ideas um, or I'd get work from word of mouth and then I realized that things were changing and that I you know that, that budgets were coming down and I wanted to um, work with small businesses and, and you know, I, I used to do some copywriting, used to do all kinds of different things. But I remember when I was starting to put myself out there and I set up my Facebook page and I started my old website and I'd write things like blog posts about how to, um, you know, how to write a press release or how to connect with journalists or how to write confidently about your business, the irony. Um, I remember writing a blog post and I think it was about how to get press coverage and I wrote the blog post and put it on my website. And then I remember having this Facebook page that just started and thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to put this on Facebook now. And what if what is going to happen when I put this on Facebook? And I made a graphic and it was I used this app called WordSwag on my mobile phone. I'd learned about it with this guy called Alex McCann, who's also been on the podcast. I'll link to his episode in the show notes. Again, an amazing social media and content creator with so much wisdom to share. But I made this terrible graphic. And I put it on Facebook um, and, I, you know, I wrote a post saying, I've just written a blog post about how to get press coverage for your small business or whatever it was. Um, and I posted it and I linked, obviously, to the blog post. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like I literally sat there looking at my laptop. I remember where I was and everything. I was at my friend Sharon's house in, in Torquay. And I remember like looking at it and just thinking, oh, my gosh, what is going to happen? And thinking like, thinking I don't know what I thought would happen I thought that people would pile on me and tell me that I couldn't do that I thought that people would laugh I thought that people would take the mickey out of me I thought that people would say it was rubbish and who was I to tell people about this and what the hell was I doing and these crazy things went through my head and I just had to get more comfortable with it I really you know it just took time that that first post was terrifying the second post was slightly less terrifying and it just got easier and easier and easier so that was eight years ago. It does take time and I still wobble now posting stuff. But I'm talking about getting comfortable here. Start with what you do feel comfortable with. Um, 
and do things at your own pace. We are constantly bombarded. And I, I, I see the irony here because I'm saying do things at your own pace, but I'm saying that in a way that I hope you'll find reassuring and, and see it as, you know, a, a, you know, an alternative to the you must do this and you should do that and you have to do this. What my advice to you is to do things at your own pace and do things that in your own time um, and, you know, just get comfortable with, with the things that you need to do in your own time. If we use video as an example, Debbie, I know, will be a br brilliant video content creator. She does loads of lives. All she needs to do is just flip the camera and think about the camera in a different way and show the behind the scenes and, and create that as a reel or something like that and just do 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 what she's already doing, but just in a different, I guess it's just in a different style and format, isn't it? So if, for example, you you are a maker and you make products and you are thinking, okay, I want to embrace video, but I'm feeling a bit nervous about it. Like, what is the first step? Could you, um, you know, do a video showing your, your, you know, where you make your products and maybe just put some music over it? Could you do a, a slow-mo video of you making a product? Could you do, you know, just something that, that shows a little bit of behind the scenes? Could you talk over slides in Canva? Could you use music over them? Like another client of mine, Hayley, from Handmade by Hayley B, she came and joined my Pets Get Visible program last year. And one of the things she's been doing this year is feeling more comfortable with video. And I remember when she posted her first video and it was, she'd done it, it looked really lovely. She made it on Canva and she'd worked really hard on it. And it was that first one and she was she shared it in the group first and then shared it on social media. And it was just taking that first step and, and feeling comfortable and just doing something in a way that, that that felt okay to her. And there will be something that will feel okay to you. So think about like what that might be, what that might look like. Um, and in time, you know, you will you will feel more comfortable with it. Like me when I thought the world was going to explode when I put, you know, a, my first post ever on Facebook. It didn't and it was okay. Um, and also, it's always helpful as well to just have people who might go and show that video or that first thing that you've done a little bit of support. And I think there is no shame in asking friends or asking colleagues or asking your peers to go and go and have a look at a post. Go and, you know, let them know what they think about it. There's no shame in that whatsoever. So you don't feel like you put something out there and nobody's responded because and even if nobody does respond, you know, what's what's the worst that can happen? So. With video, with all of these things, whether it's a static post, whether it's a picture, whether it, whatever it is, you will get more comfortable with it in time. My posts are, you know, I will share videos every now and then. Most of my posts are written. I've obviously got a podcast, which is audio. Most of my stuff is still written. I am going to have to get more comfortable with video. I know that. Uh, and one of the things that has helped me get more comfortable is giving, you know, caring less about what people think and not worrying about my grey hair or, you know, not having makeup on or, or the background or whatever. So, you know, these things do get easier with time. So next, I'm going to talk about getting confident. Um, now, I've talked about, like, getting confident on video. Again, this is a work in progress and, you know, I think it is for many, many people. Again, being confident in whatever you're doing, whether it's video, audio, writing, creating graphics, it takes time, doesn't it? Like I remember when I did this, when I started this podcast over three years ago now, and like recording every episode, it was oh gosh, it was just so hard. I remember looking back at my kind of diaries from you know I've got a work diary where I'd write down what I, you know what I've done every day, and 
write, you know, creating a podcast will take hours and I would worry about everything. I'd worry about my breathing. I'd worry about so many different things. And now I probably, you know, I will still have breathing problems on this podcast, but I just don't worry about it quite so much. I do want to make this podcast better. I have invested in it and I am going to continue to invest in it. But it's just about building that confidence up. And the more that you do something, whether it's a podcast, writing, video, creating graphics, the more you do something, the more confident you're going to feel. And let go of, um, you know, feeling like you have to be perfect. Um, another thing to talk about when it comes to being confident as well is, yes, let go of be, let, thinking you've got to be perfect with your content. But when it comes to confidence, like, do you have confidence in your offer? Like, I know that you will. If you're listening to this podcast, you are going to create a great product or you are going to provide a great service. You know that you are doing a good job, don't you? You have those happy customers. You have those testimonials. You have those transformations, those success stories, those things where you've really made an impact. So that confidence is about channeling that confidence in your offer into what you put out there and showing that you believe in in, in what you do. I'm going to share another example with you. Um, Nikki French, who is a dog trainer, and she also has a wonderful podcast called Pup Talk. Nikki is uh, one of my one-to-one clients, and we were talking. Um, we were talking on a call last week, and she was talking about how she'd had some really great. She runs um, a membership, and she'd had some br- brilliant, brilliant success stories over Bonfire Weekend. Fireworks got to go on for ages, don't they? But she was saying that a few of her clients had said that they they've done the prep work for fireworks season. And that the dogs have been a lot so much more calmer. And I was like, oh, that's so wonderful to hear, Nikki. And these are the kind of things that, that you, these are the kind of moments and, 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 and things to really grasp and capture when it comes to having that confidence in your offer. And that confidence in what you do will come through in your content, with your video, with your audio, with your graphics, with your writing, whatever it is. So when you feel like you need to harness that confidence, think about the difference that you make and demonstrate this so you can demonstrate this you know behind the scenes with the stories behind your product or service with stories about the impact it makes with client stories that demonstrate your expertise and even if you have even if you create a nice to have product that you know that can just be that can be as effective as well like I'm in my holiday cottage at the moment one of my lovely clients Kim she creates bandanas and bow ties for the dogs and her products are just brilliant and they bring so much joy and sometimes I know I've had conversations with Kim and we talk about well you know it's not you know it's not you know she's not stopping dogs from being put to sleep although she does because she donates to Spaniel Aid so she does actually stop that in 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 her own special way Um, but her products are bringing joy to people and we all need a bit of joy don't we so that's about confidence about harnessing that confidence and I was having a conversation with Kim um, on WhatsApp this week and she told me that she'd had two brilliant wholesale, um, new, two new wholesale clients. And I know how much that will mean to her. And she deserves that so much because of the passion and everything that she puts into what she creates and everything is just so beautifully made. And like, I just want Kim, if you're listening, I hope you don't mind me talking about this. She did share it in my Facebook group as well. So I'm not speaking out of turn here. Um, but, you know, if you're having that confidence, well, we'll just harness that moment when you got those wholesale orders to show, you know, why why you should be confident in yourself and why what you do is so brilliant. So we've talked about content, we've talked about getting comfortable, we've talked about then getting confident. And then 
Let's talk about consistency. So how often do we see, you've got to keep showing up, you've got to keep showing up, you've got to keep showing up. My feeling on this is if you're consistent 80% of the time, you're going to be okay. Now, I speak from very bitter experience this year. If you have, if you are a regular listener, you'll know that I had a, had a bit of a tough year this year. Um, I lost my godfather in May, who was like my second dad, basically. I lost my dad seven years ago, and it all happened very quickly. You know, one, you know, one minute Uncle Steve was fine, and we were having, you know, lunch at the pub, and he was, you know, just being hilarious and being the wonderful uncle that he was. And then I had a phone call saying that he had terminal cancer and we had 10 days with him and it was horrific. So I had to just stop. So when I say stop, I didn't stop completely. I served my membership clients and my one-to-one clients, so I didn't stop completely. But I had to just stop with content creation because what what else could you do? You know, some things are more important than making a podcast or sending out a newsletter or, you know, the things that I used to do all the time and think... I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. I'd never been through anything like that since I, you know, those, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago when I put my first Facebook post out about the fact that I'd written a blog post. So I'd never, in the time where I've worked, where I've been quite a busy content creator, I've never had anything really big happen in my life. So that happened and I stopped. So going back to my, um, you know, being be consistent 80% of the time, you'll be okay. My feeling is, other there are other opinions out there you do not have to show up when you are ill when you are burnt out when you are grieving when you have got things going on with your health you do not have to show up then you are it is okay for you to take a break because if you have been consistent most of the time people are not going to forget you people are not going to think you're a terrible person um you know just give yourself a break when it comes to consistency i would say that consistency is is important though It is important that you do have some consistency with your content. So that might be that you send out a monthly newsletter. It might be that you write a weekly blog. It might be that you post on, um, you you have a Facebook group where you show up consistently in there most of the time, unless you have something terrible going on in your world. Because then if people know you and people keep seeing you and people keep seeing your content and hearing your message and what you're all about, when they're ready to buy from you, you're easy to find. You're making it easy for them. Example, live example from from this week for you is um, I've been following this lady called Kat Karoy on Instagram for probably about six months now. Now, a few people have told me about this lady. One of them is Nina Cole. Uh, another one is a lady called Louise Humphrey. And they've told me that she's brilliant. And I've when I got the cottage, I knew that I wanted to be better at Instagram. So I've been following her. I've watched a few of her like webinars and stuff like that. Um, and I get her emails and her emails are so lovely they're really warm she writes in a really warm friendly way and I know that I want to buy a course I've just been waiting until the time was right and also waiting until I've got a few other things that I'm working on at the moment and I kind of wanted to wait until I had a bit of space so I could concentrate on learning to be better at Instagram with this lovely lady anyway as I'm recording this it's the uh, 18th of November earlier this week I got an email from Kat because I'm getting her emails anyway um, and she popped up. I've, I keep seeing her Facebook ads as well, and I follow her on Instagram. She's just really good and seems so lovely. And I know that I want to buy. I want to give this woman, this lovely woman, some of my money, so I want so I can learn from her. But she popped up in my inbox, and she already emails me every week anyway. Um, and she popped up with a early Black Friday offer, which was for a hundred dollars off her course. I think it's normally three seven nine, so it's going to be two seven nine dollars. Not sure what the um, 
equivalent is in pounds. But anyway, so I'm going to buy this course and I know I can expense it through the holiday cottage because I need to get better at Instagram for it. And it's because she's been consistent. Now, there are mil- you know, probably are millions of people who teach you how to do Instagram, aren't there? Um, but this lady has really stood out. I really love all of what she does. And she's, you know, I've been getting her messages and it's been that consistent um you know consistent messaging to me consistent reaching out and also consistent warmth and she demonstrates that she you know she is the person to show me how to do instagram because she just does it so in such a lovely way herself and she also seems like such a warm friendly person so i know that i want her to be the person who shows me how to be better at instagram so i'm gonna wrap things up i hope you found this podcast helpful i hope it has helped you think about content maybe in a different way particularly the you know the cauldron um, and the diluting the messages that you want to dilute particularly you know if you're um, if you are a service provider and you want to stand out from people who people who might not share your values and might do things differently I think that's so important so we've talked about content we've talked about getting comfortable we've talked about getting confident we've talked about being consistent why that's important I'm going to wrap things up and talk about a way that I can help you with these things. So I have a couple of ways I can help you. The the main way is via my Pets Get Visible um, membership program. So inside of there, you get inspiration for your content. So you can create content consistently and always have ideas and always have something to talk about. The the Christmas calendar example um, that I shared with you earlier, I've created this Christmas crack guide and the pets get visible membership people have been having like coaching calls about like how to use it how to bring it to life for their business and i know that they're going to be creating some really good stuff throughout november and december which will bring in sales and also keep people keep them front of mind like kat Caroy has been with me so when people are looking for what they do um in the new year and moving forward that they know they are there and they can go to them so you get your content inspiration so you can create the content in the first place and have the ideas and do the thing we also have coaching where you can get your questions answered. Um, you can use me and the other people in the community as a sounding board and you have that support. We've got the community. So like if you've created something and you might want somebody to go and show it some love, you can um, you know, share your post in there and say, you know, I've created this, feel a bit nervous about it. Can you go and have a look at it? Um, that kind of thing. We have co-working so you can get your content written and created and make your graphics and your videos we're going to be doing the co-working calls um as this podcast goes out actually we've got co-working on tuesday wednesday and thursday this week and all of that helps you feel more confident which is really important isn't it and helps you be consistent so if you want to come and join us in the pets get visible membership then do send me a message i'm rachel at rachelspencer.co.uk or just head to the show notes of this episode and there will be the link to come and sign up there if you want to it's 30 pound a month and it is now a subscription so you can stay for as long as you like it used to be a 12 month minimum term it's now a subscription so it'd be brill if you fancy coming and joining us if you bought my christmas content crap guide you get your first month for 20 pound um, because you get a little um, discount code in there as well so that's it from me i will be back next week with another interview episode of the podcast speaking to a really fascinating content creator called tracy mcclellan she is a dog trainer and a wonderful wonderful lady you're going to learn loads from her she is talking about some really fascinating things that she's done she did a really interesting study into prey drive and that's content and how she turned that into content and how it's helped fuel her brilliant business 
Um, I will link to the episodes that I've mentioned in the show notes with uh, the wonderful Aileen, Sandra, Debbie, um, Haley, Haley number two. Um, and I'm sure there were other people who I've mentioned in this episode. I'll link to them um, in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. And thank you for, for helping support my small business by listening to this podcast too. If you like what you hear here, you find it useful, do go and leave me a review. It will make me love you forever. You can find ways to review a podcast on all of the different podcast providers. And do let me know um, if you have a topic that you'd like covering as well. Bye for now and see you next week for another episode of the podcast. <laughs>